at That Shit Movie's Quite Good, a podcast where the presenter loves every crappy movie ever made. This podcast is hosted by Graham Crow. He knows a lot about movies and sport and not much about anything else. You'll find him laughing at his own dad jokes on a regular basis. And if you think Gossip Girl is a worthy shit movie, then you're definitely in the wrong place because it doesn't even rank. Watch out for little ears. This podcast can contain strong language and, depending on the movie, adult themes. It may also contain movie spoilers if you're the kind of person who doesn't line up at midnight to see the first session. You can listen in via the website or wherever semi-decent podcasts can be accessed. If there's show notes, which will only appear if the soccer isn't on, they will appear on the website at thatshitmoviesquitegood.com. If we had sponsors, we'd make a big deal of them right here, even throw some confetti. We do have to thank Bombora Digital for the website and Kevin McLeod for the intro music. You can find their links in our show notes. If you want to be one, get in touch. Now onto the shitty movies. Here's your host, Graham Crow. Okay, so Doogie Howser. Charlie Sheen's ex-wife, the dude from Melrose Place, and a guy with about as much facial expression as Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. Yes. Would you like to know more? Absolutely. Welcome to Shat Shit Movies Quite Good. I'm your host, Graham. This is the next episode, episode two. And joining me today is uh, a friend of many years who uh, enjoyed a lot of movies with me. Welcome today. How are you? Oh, very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, um... Shall we dive right in to what we're covering? Absolutely. Look, uh, I, off the bat, I've got to say, this is the first time I've done a podcast, so I'm fully clothed. So if I'm a bit uh, stale and disjointed, that's probably the reason. Oh, well, that's good because I'm wearing my glasses and yeah. I can see clearly. Okay. <laughs> I need some work done. Okay. Thanks no, very much. Yes, no, no trap out. Okay. So anyway, so what film are we covering today? We're doing Starship Troopers. Oh, awesome. That's a, one of my favourite movies. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, Coincidentally, last week we covered uh, one of Paul Verhoeven's other great movies, uh, Showgirls. Oh, classic! So uh, uh, we're pretty we're pretty in deep this week for uh, for Paul Verhoeven movies. Um, so let's just say where where we started, how we started with this movie. Yeah, dig in, Joe. In, dig in. Well, you know the Flying in. Dutchman. I, I think he's Dutch. Paul Verhoeven. Yes, he is. Yes, he's got a couple of classic movies under his belt. Uh, Robocop. Robocop. Yes, we. Um, Mentioned that last week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and this one, it's an interesting take on a classic science fiction film. You know, I, I, I read this book in like 1983. Fell in love with it. It's, it's a Bible for science fiction geeks. And, um, and sure enough, in 1997, he managed to you know, con $80 million out of one of these large studios to make this amazing movie. So. Yeah, and I, I watched it just recently again uh, after many years and uh, came to like a, this whole, the special effects are rubbish. <laughs> really? really? <laughs> They're really rubbish. Oh, I thought they were quite good. Did, um, like, uh, there's, uh, there's, to convince the studio to make the movie, actually, um, he put together a small piece where they had a, this, this sort of conventional modern-day soldier up against one of the aliens, one of the iconic aliens in the movie. And, um, and he's got this you know, machine gun, and he's just, you know, just bullet after bullet into this thing, and eventually it falls over, and then the second one comes and eats him. And I think on the strength of that, they said, yep. Let's do it. Let's make a movie. Yeah. So the film the film opens with like a a battle scene essentially on Planet K, Clandathu, um, <laughs> which has pretty much everybody getting slaughtered, and then it cuts back a year to uh, the school days of our main characters, Carl, Carmen, and uh, Johnny Rico. Johnny Rico, um, who all look like they're in their thirties, even though they're in high school. 
pretty much. Um, and it has that whole, it, I, I found it had like that whole interesting thing about uh, uh, sort of um, uh, all quiet on the Western front feel to it, that classroom situation where the teacher's like doing, you know, extolling the virtues of being uh, a citizen and what they oh. get for being a citizen and trying to basically encouraging them to become citizens and join up with the fight, but not encouraging them at the same time. The, that mandatory critical unit they had to study in high school that, uh, you, know, you know, how to become a citizen, or, you know, recognising the virtues, extolling the virtues of becoming a citizen. Yeah, that's right. And it's, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a, it, it, like that total... I, I guess he was going for that because a lot of the, a lot of the symbolism within the movie is... It's very, 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 very Nazi. Yeah, very, very Nazi Germany. Fascist and militaristic. Yeah, but not, and, but not Nazi Germany, but that kind of... No, that. no. You know what I like in this movie, too? That if, if Star Trek... Because set in the future. I, I don't know how far into the future, but obviously they can fight from planet to planet. But if Star Trek had a love child with, uh, say, Amazon's... Um, the Man in the High Castle set in the 50s. If, they, if those two movies had a love child... That would be it. Basically. Starship Troopers throwing a few aliens across the universe. And that's it. Yeah, so we have so we have like the classroom scene and 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 that sort of thing, and we can kind of see that there's that uh, non-emotional connection between Carmen and Johnny Rico, <laughs> <laughs> which you know he's he's all in, but she's kind of not. I, yeah, even though she is. Yeah, and, and and then they have like this ridiculous football game that makes the lingerie football league look like a, a serious game of football. What, indoor gridiron. The indoor gridiron. It's like arena ball, which they actually play they, in real life. They play arena ball. But they, uh, okay, yeah, I, they I look, didn't know. That. So they have like a whole that whole football thing, and do and, they get shot by Nazis at the end of it? If uh... no, no, but it's just it's a like, totally ridiculous, machoistic kind of situation, and then they move on, and we have like the the ball and all. We just rush through the, the the boring bits. They have the they have the school ball and everything, and then he's Johnny Rico realizes that Carmen's joining up, so he foolishly joins her. But because of his grades being so awesome, um, he only gets into what is it the 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 foot the foot troops basically <laughs> yeah, yeah. the meat general infantry general infantry he becomes yeah. the meat grinder joins the meat grinder and they go off to basic. Um, I, I do like that 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 fabulous scene where the the sergeant's sitting at the desk and he's got his metallic hand and he's oh the you know, mobile infantry maybe the man I am today and, and, and he's, he's got no of, legs yeah he's, he's got no legs you can you can imagine uh, as per the book. You know, at the end of the day, he puts his legs back on and then he just sort of walks out the door. <laughs> you, you know, it's like, well, if they can replace a hand, I'm sure they can replace, replace a leg legs as well. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And they have like this whole basic training scenario, which looks a bit like um, it's a knockout. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I have to say. It really does. It's like there's all these ramps and uh, kind of uh, uh, taser type things that they get shot with that sort of electrocutes them and yes. all that kind of ridiculousness. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, Johnny gets uh, promoted to squad leader in the uh, during during the basic training, and then is responsible for the death of a, of a comrade on the training ground. For some reason, I don't know why they're using live ammunition on yeah. it's a knockout. It's well, they, look, it's a knockout. Never had snappy uniforms like that, and I think we're all sort of paying homage to that. Um, but yeah, if you notice, they're using live, live ammunition in in that in that uh, scene. And there's tents in the background. You can see the tents in the background. And I'm thinking, well, you know, these bullets mustn't travel very far. <laughs> but uh, hey, you know, it's the booze. So, so Johnny gets drummed out of the of uh, the mobile infantry. Um, 
but decides. Well, look, I think he, in all fairness, he does decide to walk away. He does know? decide to walk away. That's right. And he has a chat to his parents and say, yes, yeah, you have made a horrible mistake, you know, and, uh, and, and, and I, think, I think what we also, what I also noticed in, in, and what seems to be a common theme through Paul Verhoeven, and we discussed this, uh, I discussed this last week with, uh, with Jay over uh, um, Showgirls, is the, the use of gratuitous boobs. And they, and, and they have like this unnecessary shower scene. Yeah, look, which, everyone needs to get clean if you're, you know, the busy people on the battlefield need to, need to stay clean. I, I take umbrage to that. You know, I think that um, you know, it's very important to shower after, after a long day in the field. So. And, and, and during the shower scene, they're all like, oh, why did you join? And why did you, why did you become a citizen? And one of them says, because I wanted to have baby. I'm like, okay, that's great. But you didn't have to join the mobile infantry because Johnny's parents aren't citizens. And they had children. Well, that's actually one of the first points in the whole movie that I thought, this is really insidious. Uh, that particular character, who I think everyone should know, it's actually Carol from The Walking Dead. So She gets drummed out, though, doesn't she? Um, no. One, one of them does. Oh, it's the, the one that be, wants the, to become a politician. A gets politician. Drummed, she right. gets drummed out. And Carol um, obviously gets falls into, I don't know, you know, spoilers, but she falls into a bug hole. And we don't actually know what happens to her. Oh, but, I'm pretty um, sure. Unlike, uh, unlike The Walking Dead, where she plays a Stallone-esque type character who lays waste to everyone. Um, I don't think it ends well for that character, but mm. the, what I thought was quite quite amazing about this film is that uh, that that scene where she says, "Well, I, I well I want to I want to be a parent. I want to have a baby, and it's, it's a lot easier when you're a citizen." It, it, that's really scary. I mean, this is a this is a horrifying movie. That you know, it's a grim dark reality it's, in the future that you're only taken seriously if you're a citizen. Yeah, it's giving an interesting sort of um, statement on society, really. Oh, absolutely, and that's why I made that reference to. Uh, you know, it's Star Trek and the Man in the High Castle. What if it's set in the future, but everyone's lovey-dovey, but uh, it's, it's not, not really. as much fun, you know. It's, you're not, you can't have as much fun unless you're a citizen, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's actually another part of the movie that actually terrified me as well. Uh, there's there's a, a scene in one of the pro propaganda reels, and, you know, and you can see those propaganda reels that keep Well, the, the, film is, the film is essentially a propaganda reel. Oh, absolutely. For, for a fascist society. Well, they, they capture a murderer and, uh, and he gets hauled in front of the courts. Now, everyone's clean shaven, everyone's in their muted colours. And here's this murderer who's unshaven. He's probably some guy who's down on his luck and he's been pinned for this particular crime. Anyway, uh, the execution's going to happen that day at 6 pm. That's how fast the justice system works in, uh, in, in, you know, in this universe of Starship Troopers. It's pretty scary stuff. Can't have children unless you're a citizen or you need a licence. So, so basically, whilst whilst Johnny is doing basic training for the mobile infantry, Carmen goes off to join the fleet as a pilot, and Carl, who's like the super intelligent one of the lot, essentially joins the SS. We, pretty much, um, and they have the grooviest uniform. Well, they call they call it military intelligence. But he's when 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 he, when you see him dressed, you're thinking games and theory. Games and theory. That's right. Sorry. And when you and when you see him, you're essentially thinking this guy is part of the secret police essentially. So yeah, it, it's the, the thing we most fear, psychic that's Nazis. Right. That's right, psychic Nazis. Yeah. yeah, how does that not keep you awake at night? So Carmen goes off and she becomes a pilot, um, quite a good one it turns out, and she decides to go Korea. Um, and she gives old Johnny uh, the, the, uh, the goodbye speech uh, from the rings of Saturn or 
out of Jupiter somewhere <laughs> and she calls him and does it, does it the nice way. It, it's, it's kind of a, a, a new take on the old fashioned Dear John letter, it except it's a video. It's heartbreaking. And it's pretty heartbreaking. There's squads in the background as well. Yeah, that's right. But once again, he's got all the emotion of like one of those T-shirts with all the helmets of Darth Vader with all the different emotions on it. It's a single. He has like one. Night. He has. He has one face. He has I one face. I thought the whole movie was quite campy that way. And I'm pretty sure that Paul Verhoeven. Do you think they played it? Played it pretty straight. Yeah, yeah, he a little bit. It was quite satirical in parts. I felt. Mm. So they 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 go to war. Um, Buenos Aires is destroyed. Johnny's parents are dead. He manages to talk his way back into the mobile infantry. Um, he takes his licks for the the death of his comrade, and then he. Um, they they fly off to Clandathu to uh, to take out the bugs, the aliens, um, which is a, which is basically where the film started, and it's like a total disaster. Um, his squad is slaughtered, he's wounded, and they withdraw. Yes, um, basically, which is the opening scene to the movie. That's which right. Is, which yeah. I thought was quite clever the way they managed to tie you know uh, those two those two um, segments together. I thought it was really quite clever, and. Uh, so Johnny, Johnny's recovering from his wound. He's, he's had a bug spear him in the leg and he's being stitched up and stuff. And uh, there's a, a, a fourth character within the movie who was at school with them. And that's uh, the character of Dizzy, who is the quarterback. Dizzy on the, Flores. Dizzy Flores. She's the quarterback on the football team. And she's also madly hot for... Johnny, basically. Yeah, it is an interesting love triangle, I think. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah I don't know. Yeah, it'll <laughs> look, look good at times. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm buying it, but, you know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's Did, that's what did you pick up any, uh, any tension <laughs> between uh, Doogie House's character? I, I'm not sure there could have been some tension there. Well, Doogie, I think, is just playing it for uh, the secret cool, police right? kind of thing yep. that, he, that he is, you know. He's checking everybody out. Yep. And he needs to do anybody in. I, I, uh, I suspect that he had a thing for the ferret at the beginning of the movie. Quite possibly. Uh, yeah. And he loved the ferret. But, Absolutely. You know, they they <laughs> they go off anyway, and they get they go back to and regroup, and they join. They get uh, transferred to uh, the Roughnecks or Rychek's Roughnecks. Razchek's. Razchek's Roughnecks. Razchek's. Yeah, who is also the one-armed teacher at the beginning of the film? Another political and, and and played by one of my favourite character actors, Michael Ironside. Oh, brilliant. He um he's probably the best character in the whole film, in my personal opinion. Yeah, he just oozes credibility. And 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 he's able. He just he's just he, he can act. Yeah. <laughs> Which born for that uh, born for that character. Yes. So so they join the Roughnecks, and uh, then they get told to uh, clear out the outer planets around Clandathu, um, and they go in and do the job, and they're sent into a um, a base that has been attacked to find out what's happened because they've lost contact with them basically yes and uh so when they get there they find bodies galore dismembered and in the sort of the the traditional paul verhoeven style there's limbs and heads and bits of body everywhere um not unlike the robocop um if you if you remember robocop uh, where the guy gets covered in like the chemical stuff and then the guy drive someone drives through Robocop drives through him oh, and he, expl- right. and he, and he explodes horrifying, like horrifying scene. I think I, th- I actually thought that the special effects in this movie were I thought those know, were pretty good. They yeah, they were excellent. And uh, it uh, it certainly sold it sold that scene and 
Yeah, pretty scary stuff. So they find um, they find a bug hole where the bugs came up, and they also find a survivor who's um, slightly crazy, um, who is a, a general or whatever. Who's yeah, he's, he's certainly a leadership character. He's, yeah. he's hiding in a cupboard, basically. Yeah, um, and and he's gone a little bit insane uh, from the panic, I think, more than anything. Um, and they find uh, a a guy with a with the at, the at the radio desk with a hole in his head. Um, and it looks like somebody, one of the aliens has basically sucked his brains out and also called, made him call in the support, which is what they've uh-huh. come for. Yes, 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 yes. And they've all charged in and uh, set themselves up for a, uh, to be surrounded and chomped. Yes. Um, and once, we, once, they've, uh, the, once that's happened, they get attacked basically by hundreds of thousands of these I really enjoyed the special effects. Bugs. I, 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 they I actually it, didn't look too bad. It, I think that the problem, the, cl- the closer they are, the more green screen they looked. Yeah, yes, yes. I, just on the strength of that, I think it spawned board games. I think it spawned a computer game. You know, they started making TV movies after this. They, people fell in love with that, uh, with alien bugs tearing people apart. So uh, I thought that was very well done. So they're so at that point they're they're holding the fort. Um, waiting to be, waiting to get support, waiting to get lifted, basically. Um, that iconic scene where all the aliens sort of climbing over each other. Over, over, over each other. You uh, know, that, that World, a, a World, War Z. World War Z, where the, the zombies are climbing the wall in, in Jerusalem. To yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it exactly was a the same. straight takeoff. Brad Pitt, you know, it, it had been done before. Someone should have told him. Well, you know, but it, it, it looked a little bit more realistic in World War Z, I've got to <laughs> say. <laughs> but... Come on, you know, they didn't have such snappy uniforms in, in um, what we'll see. Yeah, so they get attacked and uh, Michael Ironside uh, is, uh, the ground opens up and he's pulled in and he's like screaming and, you know, Johnny, you know what to do. He loses a couple of legs and it, that seems to be the sort of Jamie well, Gurr for, lost, uh, lost for a, couple a of, mobile he, infantry. He lost people. a couple of legs from about, the waist down. The waist down. Right? Not from the legs. Can get repaired, can it? You know, well, you can just check into a Dalek suit and then you're off. It, it depends how much of your intestines. Oh, you know, I'm sure you can. So, so Johnny, Johnny pops a cap in him and well, a couple puts him yes. down. Puts him down. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And uh, and they the ships land and start collecting the soldiers. Carmen lands. Carmen lands. Carmen thinks he's dead. Yes. yes that's right, because earlier in that original attack on Clandathu, he's marked as killed in action, um, which he's not, but obviously because he's in the film. But she arrives thinking, you know, picking up all these soldiers and um, they start making a run for it. They've got the, the big bugs, the, the giant, like, Christmas beetles blasting fire at them. <laughs> giant Christmas beetles. Giant Christmas yeah. beetles, which is, which, which is funny because... Fiery acid. Which is funny because Carmen, or Denise Richards, was uh, Christmas Jones in uh, James Bond's... Uh, That's right. Tomorrow Never Dies? Tomorrow Never uh, Or The yes. World Is Not Enough. Yes, Christmas the world, Jones. Christmas Jones, yes, because yes. Christmas comes twice a year. Oh, my God. You went there. I did. did. I had to. I wasn't, wasn't going to do it. Apparent, apparently, yeah, according to James Bond, Christmas comes more than once a year. Oh, uh, yeah. Cheers. That's, that's, that's her claim to fame, I guess. Oh, it is. It is. So, oh, and being married. And, uh, and being married to Charlie Sheen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, choices. Absolutely. So, kids, stay in school. Stay in school. So, as they're making their way back to the um, the drop the, uh, the the transport that picks them up, uh, 
Dizzy's the last, the last one to go. Yeah, absolutely. And she's also the one that gets it, basically. <laughs> Bad things happen to Dizzy. I know, it's terrible. You know, but she, uh, you know, even with that much blood loss, she still presses on and managed to get through her lines. It, it really is quite... Yeah, she cops, a, she cops a couple of big spikes through her body. Yeah, you, you, you think that that much blood loss and, you know, shock, mm. you, you probably wouldn't live too long, but she, she puts up a good fight. Which brings me to the line, the line in the ship that kind of like, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that is a line. And, yeah. and she's like lying there bleeding on the ground and he's going, it's all right, Dizzy, it's all right, don't worry. And, and she goes, it's okay, Johnny, I got to have you. Oh, really? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I was like, wow. Really? She said her goal was pretty low, didn't she? <laughs> she did. <laughs> she, she, yeah. I don't, yeah. Okay. She, I mean, it, look, when you're in school and you go see a guidance counselor, I'm pretty sure that they might sort of cultivate a, you know, a better life plan, you know, but she, look, she, look, she, she hit that goal and that's pretty something to be respected. Well, yeah. And then she dies. And then she dies. Yeah. At, his arms. at which point Melrose placeman, uh, Patrick Muldoon. <laughs> oh my gosh, Melrose Place. No, I see. I, yeah, I, I knew the face, but I. It's pretty much was... the only other thing that I know him from. Really, was 1990s Melrose Place. Wow. Okay. So basically, we've got TV actors. Yes. In a, I think that's they, they had to hire TV actors because of the money that he was given by yeah, the studio. Yeah, million dollars. He had to spend it all on special effects. Yeah. So he hires TV actors. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of shows a little bit, apart from Michael Ironside. And, of course, Clancy Brown, the drill sergeant. Oh, Sergeant Zim. You know, they, if, if you had to see this film for any reason, it would be Sergeant Zim. This, this is a nice... He's the hero of the film. And he gets the, he gets the, he gets, um, uh, the, 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 the soldier to put his hand up on the wall and uh, this yeah. is what knives are for. And, exactly. You know, if the enemy is mobilised, it's just... He's such an amazing actor. So, Highlander. Highlander. He was um, the Kurgan in Highlander, yes. Uh, he was in Another. ER as well. And no, I think he was. Was he in ER? Yeah, I think he played a guest actor in ER. Oh, okay. So, yes, we, so we, we, we leave that, that situation and, and they're on the ship. Dizzy's dying or dead. Um, Patrick Muldoon goes up and goes, Oh, Johnny, your mate, Johnny, he's, um, he's still alive. He ain't dead. He's not dead. At which point, Carmen kind of goes, oh, and she gets those flutters. And you think, oh, my God, really? Really? And you dumped him, and then you're still... You're flying a spaceship, you know, for goodness sake. Focus. Yeah, exactly. What happened to professionalism in space? So they get... They get Nazi back. professionalism in space. They, Sorry. That's I mean. all right. No, that's fine. They keep talking. They get, they get back up to the, they get back up to the, the, uh, the battleship. Um, they bury Dizzy at space. And uh, Johnny's given command of the unit. Rico's... Rico's Roughnecks. Now that Rychek is uh, is gone, he's he's now in command. Uh, at which point he says, uh, "I'll take it until I'm dead, or you find someone better." <laughs> it's it's full I, of cliche. I graciously it, handle all my promotions with similar sort of vernacular. It's full of cliched lines, mm. isn't it? Really, mm. yeah, they're just they're totally oh, it's so camped up, and you're gonna love it for that. Oh, we will. I mean, we watched it at like uh, I think it was like midnight. We put it on, and it was two thirty in the morning when it was getting towards the end, and Jay was like. I'm really enjoying it, but I've, I'm tired, but I'm really enjoying it. Like, well, hang in there because it's going to pay off, I think. <laughs> the, the, the whole dialogue of the movie, like I can't tell you how many times in anger I've said, like if I had a dollar for every time in anger I'd said the words, I'm from Buenos Aires, let's kill them all. I, look, I'd have, realistically, I'd probably have buzzfeed, but but it's so, 
<laughs> it's so good. I did, you know, who says that? It's 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 a novel. It's a really awesome movie. I love it. Yeah. It's it's just it because it's so silly. Yeah. It's like a totally switch your brain off movie. And so anyway, we Johnny's got command. He's sent. They're sent to Clandath. Oh, they're sent to uh, find a brain bug. Yes. Um, that is so that they can um, use it against the bugs themselves. Um, so they they end up on the on the ground. The roughnecks on the hunt for this bug. Um, meanwhile, in space, they're getting all this uh, fire from the Christmas beetles from the planet. <laughs> Ask Christmas fire. Okay. Ask, ask Christmas fire. Basically, they're firing poo balls at space flame, flame, galactic, flame, space galactic space poo, yeah. flaming poo balls at these. Um, the in the dark. I don't know why. And and the ship is cut in half and starts falling out of orbit. Yes. Um, and and this is another funny moment. Uh, well, it's not really funny. I guess it's a, it's someone dying, but it's it's it it, it, is, it is funny. It is funny in the sense that like <laughs> but it's not me if you see right. if you see a blast door dropping on someone, they get yeah, cut in half. Yeah, but yeah. this blast door actually stops on. I mean, this is a serious blast door. You know, could there have been a more ergonomic version of this blast door? It like stops on top of it. Yeah, on top why, of the command. the blast doors, you know, from move from the ground up instead of the, the roof down? I just, you know, it just sort of kind of comes down slowly and then stops. It doesn't cut her in half. It doesn't yeah. like squish yeah. her or anything. It just kind of stops. Look, we can probably lose ten minutes discussing the ergonomics and the engineering of design spaceships in space because you know, they, they, you know, this is it in the future they could have done, could have done so much more, provided needless lives being sacrificed. But go on. That's all right. And um, so, that, so Carmen and uh, I can't even remember his name, Patrick Muldoon, who who I don't that guy, that guy, yeah, Melrose Ooh, Ooh. that guy, <laughs> Who's, who who fancies her a little bit. Yeah, they make a run for the the escape pods, which yeah. look like uh, basically electric cars. Yeah, and they get fired out of the ship. The um, Tesla car. They get the Tesla fired cars. Out. They're not wearing seatbelts. Did no. you notice that? No, They're no. like plummeting to the like towards the surface of the planet. They're not wearing seatbelts. Mm. See, well, and she's got a helmet, and it's undone. We'll mention that today. Health and safety. Well. Health and safety. I know. Yes, absolutely. So they go flying down, and Johnny looks up and sees the ship coming, the, the escape pod flying towards the Earth. He picks up on the radio that it's them, um, and they crash through a mountain into a cave. I don't know how they crash through a mountain, but they go wow. through the mountain and into this. It's all in the script, and they <laughs> and they go they end up in this cave. And it's uh, they're surrounded by bugs and all that sort of stuff. And Johnny goes looking for him. He splits his troop up and sends sends most of his troop off to the through the cave network that he's been ordered to follow. And he heads off down a different cave because on he a had, hunch, on a hunch, because he has a feeling that even though he didn't see where he crashed, it's got to be this cave. So let's go looking. So they they head down that cave. In the meantime, psychic Nazis, people, psychic Nazis, psychic Nazis. Yes, Carl's up there doing you know got his finger on his on his temple. Yeah. Helping Johnny he's work got, out. He's got space shining. That's shining? Right. Shining? Shining. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're not psychic. I can tell. Uh, I'm not very good. Yeah, I knew you weren't psychic. So, <laughs> so we, get, we get this whole situation where <clears throat> they're surrounded by bugs, but the bugs aren't attacking them. They're just kind of pulling them in. And then you get these little cockroachy type bugs turn up and drag them towards the brain bug. It's like calamari bugs. It is. Well, they're cockroaches. No, no, we're introduced to those bugs in the in the beginning of the movie. Yes, in the in the science lab. In the science lab, instead of dissecting frogs, they dissect bugs. These calamari and and Carmen vomits everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yes, because she's a hell of a pilot, but she struggles with spicy food. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Foreign 
food. <laughs> yeah. So the brain bug comes out and Patrick Muldoon's pulled forward and he does his best ghost face. <laughs> he does. He does. As the bug spears him in the top of the head yeah. and then proceeds to suck his brains out. Which was quite different. Yeah, it was an interesting move. And he gets and his face gets elongated like the face from Scream. Yeah. Yeah, um, just like having bubble tea. Have you ever had bubble tea? Yeah, it's not very good. And no, I didn't think it was very no, good. But, uh, I, I, I think it might be better with brain matter, but I don't. I don't know. Who knows? I don't quite understand bubble tea, quite honestly. But you know, that's just me. <laughs> the Carmen's Carmen is is then brought forward um, yep. to the point where uh, she's going to then get uh, get. Uh, her um, brain, her brain converted so, into bubble tea. Yeah, converted into bubble tea, and she yeah. pulls a knife, um, and then slices oh. slices off the sucker thing before yeah. before it can spear her in the head. So the, 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 you know, the, in that moment, there are certain points because this is this fascist militaristic style government that wages this war machine on the other side of the universe. You know, sometimes that, during the movie. I felt bad for the aliens. Yeah. And, and, they've when, got, and they've got like this, I mean, it's like a fascist, fascist government, but they've got this whole um, Russian army approach where they under-train everybody, but they chuck so many men into it that it's like overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. You know, they've got tactical nukes. Anyway, we're going to give you this, you know, this little thing that's, you know, that's just going to annoy this alien and then it's just going to cut you in half. But, uh, yeah. So, so she cuts off the, cuts off the, the brain sucker and, uh, the bug makes a run for it. The the brain bug yeah. disappears, and Johnny Rico turns up, and all the attack bugs, all the army, the soldiers, start uh, filling up the cave as a as a defence for the brain bug. Yes, um, and they start fighting their way out, basically. And uh, his uh, NCO gets wounded and stays behind with the tactical nuke. Now, what I don't get, okay, it's a tactical nuke. But they're only essentially, I would say, probably fifty feet away from it when it goes off. Well, I wouldn't so, recommend standing that close. So don't they get like before it goes, especially in a tunnel environment where you know that sort of that concussive blast is going to be, you know, um, focalized or into such a small. You're basically taking your life in your own hands. So they 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 escape out the cave. The tactical nuke goes off and kills everybody. And when they come out, Zim, Zim, Zim has done the job. Sergeant Zim, but it's not Sergeant Zim. No, it's Private Zim. No, no, no. To, to serve. He had to bust down a private. He had to... Poor old Zim. So he becomes the hero, essentially. Yeah. So we're then left with this brain bug. Carl's using his mind tricks on him, getting information. He probed... He probed... They the use, brain. like, this thing that they stick in there and it, like... It, does, um, yeah, you wouldn't. I don't. I, you know, I said I don't see the need to it's prove like, something. It's like waterboarding. Well, with a reverse waterboarding with a big so spiky stick. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where. Well, we know where he was going, but I'm not sure where he was going. If you know what I mean. No, but he was. It was going in the mouth, but I don't know how far down. <laughs> he would have got there eventually. <laughs> you know the. Uh, you know the, the different. Oh, let's move. On. Let's move on. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you comfortable with it? Yeah. Good. So from that point on, uh, it turns into a whole um, propaganda movie again, propaganda yes. advert Yes. Um, about, you know, are you going to join? Are you going to join? And uh, Johnny's yelling out, you know, come with me. Do you want to live forever? And they that, all... That iconic, iconic speech, yeah, do you want to live forever? And, you know, actually, it sort of made me think, you know. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. I would actually mind, you know, who, I don't... I'm not, I live I'm, forever. I'm not know. that 
talking about bugs. Yeah, I, I, I think I'd make a terrible corpse. I have, so I, I have bug spray. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd prefer it. Let someone else take a bullet or a, or a claw to the face. Oh, and, and there was that other, there's that other bit where they, they all put their arms around it, like Carl and Carmen and Johnny put their arms around each other as they're walking out. Let's be friends forever. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, yeah. no, because one of you is going to die. Yeah, yeah. And it's more than likely going to be Johnny Rico. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, but more than likely we'll never see each other ever again. Clearly they will see each other. You know, okay. Because it's in the script. And then when they sort of introduce someone's backstory, well, they're dead. That's know, right, just, yeah. And they're probably going to die in the most horrific way. So the, de the, deaths, the deaths were pretty good. I, I did enjoy the deaths. Um, but that kind of brings us really to the end of, of our little review. Um, your final thoughts? What do you, what do you think? I, look, amazing movie, you know, uh, being such a fan of the book and having read it so many times. My copy is, you know, it's, it's from 1977. The book was written in 1959. You know, this particular writer was the Nostradamus of science fiction writers. You know, it's, it's one of the, you know, it's it's a Bible for science fiction geeks, and then they made it into this movie, this satirical, fascist, um, militaristic style government waging war on the other side of the earth. I don't even know how they got from point A to point B. You know, the Flying Dutchman sort of went out of his way to sort of uh, to almost bastardize this movie, but in saying that, it's it's a it's, really good movie, and I really enjoyed it. I don't I don't think you need to have read the book. No, and no. In fact, if you'd read the book and you sort of held that, you, you. yeah, you, you'd probably be disappointed. I, you know what? I actually hear they're going to possibly remake it. Oh, well, with the special effects that they've got at the moment, that would be yeah, pretty They certainly do it justice. And I'd heard that they were actually considering remaking it uh, along the lines of the direction the book could take it. Oh, so, a little bit different. Oh, so not hysterical, not this sort of Nazis, you know, psychic space Nazis uh, sort of film. So what 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 do you think you would give it out of ten? Um, I'd probably give it. Uh, I'd probably give it an eight and a half. That's Space Nazis I'd, out I'd, of I'd, ten. I'd probably give it an eight out of out of ten. Yeah, I think it's a, it's one of my favourites. I don't mind putting it on. Yeah, yeah. At a fairly regular kind of uh, interval. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, you know, certainly, you know, the psychic element. I, there's an extra quarter of a point in there. The snappy uniforms, another quarter of a point. Uh, witty dialogue, yeah, that's all in there. Yeah, eight and a half, I think. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining me today. Well, it's been fun. Thanks for having me. I hope you uh, you come along again and uh, we'll do something different. It'll be my pleasure. Um, you know, again, pretty disappointed I had to wear clothes this time, but um, oh well, next time. They're always optional. Yeah, exactly. So thanks for listening to That Shit Movie's Quite Good. I'm your host, Graham, and um, we'll see you next time. You've been listening to That Shit Movie's Quite Good. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If there's a movie out there you want me to watch and review instead of mowing the bloody lawn, please, dear God, send me an email. No, I really do it. Now, just, just make one up.